Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.cc. The title of the message today was Experience Jesus. And the question I have for you is, what does that mean to you? Because when I think of Jesus, I think of, you know, who the savior of the world is, right? I'm thinking of Christ. I'm thinking of the one who was persecuted, you know what I mean? By so many people, went on the cross, died, paid for all of our sins, amen? But, you know, for some people, experiencing Jesus is, you know, just a a chain. They have like a little cross, you know, they have Jesus as an emblem. You know, some people experiencing Jesus and knowing who Jesus is, is watching um, Passion of the Christ, just watching a movie and looking and seeing what, you know, Jesus did back in the day. Some people, it's a historical book, so they're looking at the historical reference points, and they're thinking about everything through the lens of, um, you know, just what that um, you know, what took place in the course of time, because maybe they're a historian, right? Maybe they, they study history, and they've looked at the wars, and, you know, so they're used to thinking that way, so they're going to go through a book, and they're going to read it, and they're going to look for its historical value points, and, you know, and so on and so forth. You know, maybe, a, 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 um, you know, somebody who uh, does a lot of schooling and studying, right? They're going to be um, you know, depicting things from maybe the Greek, and maybe they're going to be looking into in-depth um, uh, parallels and, and all sorts of deep meanings and things of, of that nature and, and different revelations and be able to have different types of nuggets of, of wisdom. Maybe a psychologist might look at the book and, you know, look at the psychology of what took place um, through the lens of, of Jesus. And while all those pursuits, while all those, like, understandings of who Jesus is are interesting and alluring, I, what I find a lot of the times is sometimes it becomes, you know, our reason to be able to say this is all it is, you know? And sometimes it becomes our uh, limitation in ourselves that we can't seem to get past our own foundational understanding of what we experience Jesus to be. So sometimes if you were to look at, you know, let's say we use the example of the historian, you know, they're looking at the historical reference and they can get excited about, you know, the historical component of who Jesus was in light of the times and all sorts of stuff. And so they're getting really excited about it. But once that excitement sizzles out, once that excitement inside of the way they've experienced Jesus sizzles out, what remains what remains in that person? What did they actually find? And so what I find is when we look at the Bible, we look at who Jesus is, sometimes we have to ask ourselves the question, is what we understand Jesus to be enough? Is the way that we experience our day-to-day enough? I remember going through um, a season in my life where there were a lot of things that you know, bombarded and, and came at me all at once. I remember losing a number of friends. Um, I had, uh, you know, some, uh, some challenges uh, just, you know, in, at work and different things that were going on. And um, I'm not going to get into the details, but I just remember feeling like my life was like black and white. I felt like there was just something off 
about what I was experiencing. And I know that in the deepest part of many of us, we can say to ourselves that there's something greater that's missing. There's something that I haven't fully tapped into or experienced that I long for. And I know that when I was in that moment of desperation and cry, and I was uh, praying and talking to God, I remember um, you know, listening to a song by Bethel, I believe it's called Color, um, and, um, you know, and it was about God not giving himself in pieces, that he doesn't give ourselves you know, to tease us and all this kind of stuff. And so I'm just like, no, I'm like, that is not who God is. That's not what he said in his word. That's not what he said, even though my experiences spoke out at me and said, hey, Aaron, you know, this is what you're experiencing. This is what you've been, you know, dealt. This is what you are going to live through. This is what, you know. And so then even in my own habitual nature, even in, and I find all of us can relate to our own habitual nature, what do we do? We go back to the way we think last. We go back to the way that we started to perceive how things were. We go back to our old nature and we say, I'm going to have to just walk this out the exact same way and maybe one day I will be free from the experiences that I have. But you know what? When you decide to tell yourself that there's something greater outside of you, when you begin to tell yourself that there's an experience of who Christ is outside of who you are, outside of your, your understanding, I don't care if you've read the Bible from front to back, I don't care if you, what you've done that way, if you do not have the life that's referenced in the book that was written and in the way that it was written for you to experience, I do not believe that you have fully tapped into and experienced who Christ is, because that is what God is, the word of God. He is not, like, nobody can change the laws that are set in motion on this planet. Only Christ himself, only God himself has that ability, has that power. When you look at what experiences took place back in the early church, when you look at what Paul had, when you look at what these different ones had, they had a real profound knowledge and understanding of who Christ was. But that was something at that point in time that was of a high standard, a high value. They all had an appreciation note for who Christ was. They all knew what they were you know, pursuing. They all were looking for something outside of themselves. They even said that they have not obtained it. They even said that they have, like, even if you look at the book of James, Jesus, Jesus' very, you know, blood brother, right? You know, you look at the, the book of James, and, and he wrote a book, and when you look at it, and it talks about, you know, um, everything from that realm of, of wisdom, and from that profound nature of, you know, when you're, when you're seeing yourself in pieces, but you know, but how, you know, when, when you, when, you know, when you say things and you, and you actually, like it says, you know, don't just say something, but, but do it, right? And so there's, there's passages in scripture like that, you know, like when you say that, um, when you believe in something, you know, like don't just give up, you know, and, and forget, like, you know, just like you forget what you look like when you were looking at yourself in a mirror. Like there's so many passages of scripture that James um, was talking about in, um, in just who, 
he experienced Christ to be, and it was a fullness of a person. It wasn't like, you know, Jesus was fragmented. I believe that he really got a, a solid revelation of what it meant to really have that fullness of, of understanding. And there's these little pockets and these little nuggets of wisdom that just, like, emanate out of, you know, the book of James. And I think it's because, you know, there were things that, that, uh, that James was experiencing when he was, you know, with the Lord. And, and maybe that the Lord was actually, you know, um, challenging um, James to see as well, too. And so what I want to get at is how many times do we just go in a, in a circle? We just keep going in the same circle over and over and the mundaneness of life just over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And we just seem to never get outside of something you know, like to, to just get outside of ourselves and just know something greater than just what we've experienced today. Or even try to pursue and say, okay, you know what? We need to see something bigger. We need to see something more than what we've experienced today. Because what we've experienced, and even who we know Christ to be, there's still more. And I want to bring out one passage of scripture. If there's one scripture I want you to take away today, this is the scripture. This is actually the only scripture I'm going to be bringing out today, and I'm going to be just talking about it, because sometimes we overcomplicate a lot of things when we talk church, and so I want to break it down really simple. So in John 17, 3, it says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. That's it. That's eternal life. This is eternal life, that they may know you. What does that mean, to know him? What does that mean, to know him? What type of knowing are we referring to here, right? Because each one of us have an aspect of what we define our own understanding of what knowing is. You have a definition on how you know things in this world. But what I'm telling you is, when Jesus said that they may know you, the only true God, what I believe Jesus is saying is he's talking about the knowing of knowing. And what I mean by that is, I'm not going to pull up other scriptures because I just really want to stay focused on keeping it simple. There's so many ways to segue this, but I just didn't want to um, just to go too, too far in any particular direction. I want to just keep it very basic. But when you think of knowing the way that Christ thinks of knowing, I believe that Christ, the way he was talking about knowing, was from a full aspect of knowing. Because when you look at when Jesus was walking the earth, what did he say to people? You know, he sees, but they, they see, but they do not see. They hear, but they do not know, right? Like he's saying those things, they hear, but they do not hear. I believe that in many ways, the church knows, but does not know. Do you understand what I'm saying? That we know, but we do not know. We do not know what? We do not know who God is. We do not know. And this is eternal life, that they may know you. That's eternal life, that they may know you. Guys, let me tell you something here. It is so vitally important to know who, um, to know who Christ is. If you actually look at... I remember preaching um, about a month ago. If you want to go check out that, that sermon, you can. But just where I was, I believe it was a month ago or maybe the previous month, but um, where I was re um, referencing 
with uh, Paul and uh, how Paul's pursuit was like, you have to think about who Paul is, right? Paul is like the, you know, an apostle, okay? He's like written majority of the New Testament, right? God used him to do mighty and wonderful things, right? But he acclaimed none of that stature. He said that it is about knowing Christ, and it's my pursuit of knowing who Christ is that I am after fully. And what I find so precious in the Bible is, you know, bless those wonderful people, bless Paul, bless Peter, and all these wonderful people, you know, and James, and, and different ones, is that you can experience something so tangible by just actually seeing what comes out of that person's life. When you can just tangibly identify with it. It's not about coming to church, you know, and a lot of the times I find North America, there's all this like, you know, praise around like a following. There's all this praise around, you know, like how many likes you can get on social media or different things like this. But do you know that it's actually not about that? It's actually when you think of getting together with a community of believers, that it's actually to connect you to one another, to actually help propel you all to be able to grow with each other, to be able to challenge each other, to be able to encourage each other in love, to know how to pursue after God. Because when we depend upon each other like that, we actually have a propelling effect that goes even faster with getting us to know who Christ is. That's the definition of like what Christ is, you know, doing through in each one of us. He actually challenged each one of us to be able to do that, to be able to walk in those, those, those aspects of love and be able to care for one another. It's actually a practice ground, a training ground for even walking out your faith, for even walking out the very nature of what you have. You know, but we, we have such bad filters on how we look at life and go through experiencing things because we're so washed in a, in a knowing of what society has told us. We're washed in a knowing of what our own nature tells us. But what I'm challenging each one of us to do here today is to know who God is. <coughs> to know God is to step outside yourself. To know God is to say, I want to pursue who God is. To know God is to say, I actually am going to do something that I'm not comfortable with or I've not done before. To know God is to actually grow in a knowledge because he is the eternal being that, that actually never changes, but he has so much inside of him. He created the foundation of the world. There is so many experiences of knowing who God is, that the pursuit of knowing him should never run dry because it is eternal life to know him. It is eternal life to just merely know God himself. What am I trying to get at? Man, I'm just trying to get at getting all of us to a place where we can challenge each other, to get us to a place where we can understand what it means to truly know who God is. To get away from all of the aspects that you might think about inside your own mind on how you've concocted even to the reason why you came here today and to say to yourself, the only real reason why I'm here today, if I'm going to break it down and whittle it down to its 
you know, to its core nature is to know who God is. Because to know who God is is going to get us to having that eternal life. And it says, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Think about it for a second. And Jesus Christ whom you've sent. What if Jesus didn't come when he did? What knowledge is on the earth? Think about this for a second. Like, really think about this for a second. What knowledge is on the earth if Jesus Christ didn't come? What knowledge is really on the earth? What would you experience if Jesus didn't come? See, we are so codependent on the knowing of who Christ is for our own sanity, for our own growth, for a being able to flourish as, as a creation because he created the very identity, the fabrication of our beings. So by knowing God, we're experiencing a lot of life. Amen? And this is the thing that I want to bring out too, is when we talk about knowing God, okay, you know, how many people, they go about and, you know, they preach all these sermons and, you know, we go on, on um, you know, on YouTube and we watch like a zillion, you know, uh, you know, just videos just constantly, just about all these cool revelations, all these, you know, awesome experiences, all these really far out there experiences. But guess what? It's when you think about knowing who God is, it's not about going so drastically that way. Because I feel, I feel like that's what we do in North America. We go so far that way, you know, that uh, way out there in, in, the, in, in just, 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 trying to, just trying to drum up everything we could possibly do to just jam everything into our minds. But did you know that in order to know who God is, that you have to walk it out. You have to walk out and experience with who God is. And he built the church in a way where we experience that with one another. He built each person in a way where we're challenged on our daily basis to know how to experience who Christ is. I've seen people who may not fully get a lot of really deep, solid revelation because, you know, there's cognitive um, challenges in, in many different ways. But I can tell you one thing, that there are people that have had that, that have had more experiences than the most profound scholars that you can find out there in the world today. And the reason why I'm mentioning that is because I believe we have a very, very, very morbid reality on what it means to know God. And when you look at like something like the early church, what did the early church do? What did the early church do? They got together daily. Why did they get together daily? Why did Paul say, you know, where, where he was saying to, to remain in that fellowship? Like, there was always this challenge, this pervasive challenge to be able to constantly have that fellowship, to constantly have those times of being able to relate and connect, and to have those times of growing in the Word, to grow in prayer, to spend your attention on who God is, you know what I mean? And then to walk out a life that resembles that. And it's because you get to know who God is. You know, even the act of serving, even the act of choosing to serve, you know, I believe that most people, when we think of serving, we think of, oh, I'm going to have volunteers, you know, and, you know, I'm going to have to make sure that those volunteers are really happy with, you know, with everything that, that they're doing, and they have to be, you know, fully committed to this cause, whatever, blah, 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 you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's just so many so many skewed ways that we even think of volunteering and, you know, and then, you know, like, I'm going to persevere and then maybe instead of being a volunteer, I'm going to be somebody that's employed and then after being employed, I'm going to build, 
you know? And it's like, it's just so works mentality. But when you look at even the act of serving, the act of serving, when you look at the reference, you know, if you go back to, the, to that sermon that I, that I preached um, a month or two ago, you know, even the act of serving from Paul's reference point was it an act of just getting to know who God is. That's all he was doing. He was just wanting to know who God is. And his act of serving was an experience of knowing that because he was living the very thing that Jesus was doing when he walked on the earth. He was living out that reality of who God is by doing these kinds of things. He was just getting to know who God was. He didn't look at it like, oh my gosh, you know, I've put in so many hours of volunteering, like someone needs to praise me right now, you know what I mean? Or, oh my gosh, you need to pat me on the back because, you know, like I've been serving and Jesus is going to pat me on the back when I get to heaven. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's not even about that. It's about knowing who Christ is. It's about understanding what even the, like, when you serve, it's like, when I love someone, when I take a person and I, and I, and I spend my life serving a person, there's an, ex, an exchange that takes place where I can experience something that I've never experienced before, you know, when I get to serve in another way. And it's like, there's an experience that you get where you can relate with Christ in many ways. When you even suffer and have persecution, that you can actually know who Christ is in your suffering. You know, we twist it so much, you know, like we want the fame, you know, everybody in North America, like just such a, a morbid reality. But like, when you even think of like, you know, all this stuff about self-care and, you know, taking care of yourself, you know, and, and I'm laughing because, you know, my, my, my wife and I, like, we're, we're working on, um, on a business where it's, you know, health and wellness ar around, like, a, a worker and stuff like this. So, um, but I just find it really, uh, I find it really, you know, interesting because it's like, when you think about it, what do we do? We are so keen on what? Becoming millionaires or so keen on what? Becoming people that, you know, focus only on myself, you know, focus only on how can I take care of myself? How can I wear the next best shirt? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't have enough cool clothes anymore. Like, I need something better, you know what I mean? I need a better social sphere, you know? Like, I have to have something for me, 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 you know? Like, it's like we're so trapped in what a pursuit of even, like, what we could even want to desire, even what we'd want to know. Like, we, it's like, you know, that we don't even understand that to know God, to know, like, to pursue after and know God is to have eternal life. Like, that is awesome. Like, there's nothing greater than to be able to say to myself, I'm going to experience what eternal life is. That's going to be my pursuit. And my pursuit I would love to share with each one of you, you know what I mean? And I do. I share it with many of you. And I find that we all are trying to do that for one another. And we all try to encourage one another. And we all are trying to say, hey, you know, don't get off course. I want, you, you know, you need to turn your ship a little bit more this way. You need to turn your focus a little bit more this way because you're kind of going off. And, and, you know, when we have that encouragement for one another, when we can share and, and fellowship that way, there's a fortification, a strength that comes from that, you know? And it's a strength so that we can actually know who God is. That the whole reason why we're, you know, 
living is to get to know who God really is. That we can understand what Jesus did. Do you know, like, if you've, you know, been in church for a long time, think back. Like, just take a pause moment for a second. Just close your eyes even. And just think back. When was I the most alive in my life? When did I have such a miraculous experience? And you might find yourself in those places where, you know, you had these wonderful moments with Christ. These wonderful experiences of knowing who Christ is. And if you haven't had those experiences, I would challenge you to do something like go on the replenish retreat. Because you can get to a spot where you could say to yourself, okay, you know what? I'm going to pursue knowing who God is. I'm actually going to take this serious and I'm going to know who God is. Not only am I going to figure out how to know who God is, I'm actually going to walk out what that is. I'm not just going to know something. I'm going to know that I know something, which means you have to get outside yourself and you're going to have to change. You're going to have to be something different than what you are. Uh, my expectation, not only um, for like, like my expectation for myself is not to be the same that I am today, that I will be in a year from now or that I will be in five years from now. That's my expectation for myself. Not because I so dearly desire to change. If you ask anybody in my family, if there's anybody that probably doesn't like change the most, it's probably going to be me. <laughs> but I feel like I haven't had the, <laughs> the luxury of that. But at the same time, you know, when you look at the change that comes from the experience of knowing God, it is so much more worth having that transformation take place. And what I challenge you to do is to say to yourself, I'm not going to stay here today. I'm going to go and I'm going to do something different. I'm going to challenge myself to know who God is in a different way. I'm going to challenge myself that way. And I would challenge you to do that. And I can tell you right now that as a church family, we are there. We are there for each one of you. Because we're there because we know that we need it ourselves, but we know that we need it for each other. And so the way that you could even challenge yourself is, like, there's small groups that are happening all throughout the week, right? There's prayer that's happening all throughout the week. And there's different types of activities that we can all do with one another, you know? Instead of just saying, like, oh, well, I'm going to go, you know, and disperse out and just go my own way and then just, you know, pop in every now and then and say hi. Like, there's actually a way to connect in to a body and to say, Hey, guess what, family? You know what I mean? I'm going to work with you, and you're going to work with me. And we might think that we're kind of different, or maybe, you know, even generationally. You might say, you know, you're kind of older, I'm kind of younger, or I'm kind of older, you're kind of younger. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. What matters is that you're wanting to know who God is. And in the pursuit of knowing God, that is what our aim should be. And in, and in that it doesn't matter all of those kinds of details because we have the luxury of encouraging one another. We have the luxury of being able to do that. We even have online options where you can join in to all of these different types of things that we're doing online. There's, there's not going to be an opportunity where we can't do that. And what I would encourage doing is that we would come together, that each one of us would come in close, that we would commune with each other and that we would get to know one another because by doing that, we can actually 
perfect one another and we can perfect our own faith. By doing those kinds of things, that is what draws out many wonderful and yucky things. <laughs> and we keep the good things and we throw out the yucky things, right? Because that's what happens when we get close with one another. And that's a wonderful experience. And so when we do that, we actually get to do this all under the, the banner of knowing who God is. And by knowing who God is, we're going to experience that eternal life. Because I can tell you right now that, you know, a lot of people, like I said, you know, are going online and looking for all these revelations, looking for all these wonderful experiences, looking for all this knowledge. And it's a form of knowing. It really is. It's just one aspect of knowing. But to really know is to do it. To really know is to walk it, is to be it. And I can tell you right now that there are actionable things that we can do with each other to experience the knowing of who God is. There's very actionable, tangible things that will challenge you outside of your comfort zone. Because I'm, I'm just, I don't, I just, I, I don't, when, when somebody gets, um, gets into a conversation and they're just totally okay with just being comfortable, I'm not okay with that anymore. You know, I used to be a person that always wanted to just, you know, get to a place of being comfortable because I didn't like change. I don't like it. I still don't like it. But I can tell you right now that I've learned that by challenging myself to know who God is, I'm okay in myself to be uncomfortable that way. And I feel like challenging other people, especially with, as a person that doesn't like that change, to challenge other people to say, I think it's okay for you <laughs> to try challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone and to actually pursue and know who God is. Because I can tell you right now that I guarantee anything, if you get anything from, from this service and just the idea of knowing who God is, if you just pursue even a slightest degree, I guarantee you, when we talk to each other in heaven, I guarantee you, you will not regret it. You will not be a person that will come up to me and say, Aaron, you know what? What you told me to do in that service on Sunday, August, what are we, <laughs> 28th, 2022, you know, I totally can't believe I spent my time there that day, you know? That advice just completely contrary to what I've experienced and the way things work. No way. I can tell you right now, that is important. And the reason why I'm keeping it so simple, you know, is because if you think about it, how complicated do we always make everything? How difficult do we complicate and over-contextualize everything or over-dramatize or speed up the repetition of something so that you capture attention for a long duration of time. We do that because we can't choose to just, you know, be able to absorb something, you know, just plainly. Like, I don't want to make it awesome, sound awesome. I don't want to fluff it up. Like, pursuing and knowing who God is is something you need to challenge yourself with, and we need to challenge ourselves in here, in here, in your heart. You need to challenge yourself in there because it doesn't matter how strong your cognitive ability is. 
doesn't matter, you know, if you're um, uh, a historian. It doesn't matter if you're a psychologist. It doesn't matter if you've gone to college. It doesn't matter, you know, any of those kinds of things. It doesn't matter if you grew up a Christian. What matters is that inside your spirit, you said, I want eternal life. Inside your spirit, you say, I want eternal life because life is dull without having that eternity inside of me. And to get that is to get knowing who God is. To get that is to pursue in knowing who he is. Can we have the worship team up? I think there was a, what was the one song that you guys were singing. Yeah, Christ, yeah, is enough, yeah. And I just want to be able to just enter into, instead of in our minds, let's go to our hearts and let's get into a place where we can actually get to a, a, a spot in ourselves where we can say, I want to know God. And to shake off any of this access stuff, all this stuff on the external. There's so many ways I could have, I could have brought in so many other scriptures and, and gone down so many rabbit trails and had lots of really cool, you know, analogies to go along with it. But you know what? We don't need it. We don't. What we need is knowing who Christ is right now. We need to shake off our own way of thinking that we know who Christ is and ask him, get outside of ourselves and say, God, I want to pursue knowing you. And guess what, guys? There's a lot of very, very simple steps to do it. There's lots of very, very simple things that we can do as a body to get to know who Christ is. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.